gather around as we spill the tea on cybersecurity. We're talking about the topic in a way that everyone can understand. I'm your host, Jarrah Rowe, giving you just what you need. This is the Tea on Cybersecurity, a podcast from Trava. So we've covered different compliance frameworks in our previous episodes of the Tea on Cybersecurity, but now we're taking a closer look at what it truly takes to obtain a specific compliance certification. If you've ever wondered about the benefits of ISO compliance and the potential challenges you may face during the certification process, you're in the right place. But as we know, I am not the expert in any compliance framework. But during this episode of the Tea on Cybersecurity, I have not one, but two cybersecurity experts, some of my coworkers at Trava. Hello, Marie and Anne. We're going to do some brief intros. And Anne, you have not been on an episode of the podcast yet. So I would love for you to go ahead and introduce yourself first. So my name is Anne Fang. I'm currently the senior security engineer at Trava. Uh, I'm responsible for Java's entire internal security program. I'm also helping on the product side in terms of contributing to the different scanning features, assessment feature, and security feature that we have in the platform. That sounds like an important role. So, Marie, I know you've been on a few episodes, but just in case someone's tuning in for the first time, please go ahead and introduce yourself as well. Of course. I'm Marie. I'm a senior security solutions engineer at Trava. I help mainly with the compliance engagements at our company. So I help them get through different security and privacy frameworks. So I'm honestly going to token you as a compliance queen for this episode. Wow, perfect. (laughs) So with that, also, Marie, I'm going to throw this first question at you. What is ISO 27001? So it's considered the international standard to manage your information security. So internationally recognized, and it's published by the International Organization of Standardization. Mouthful. But that's what ISO stands for. And so it just focuses on the security aspect of that. How does this compliance certification fit into a company's broader cybersecurity strategy? For me, it fit into a broader strategy in multiple ways. First, it provides a structured framework for us to really approach our security program. So a very structured way for us to bring up everything from the ground zero. Secondly, ISO heavily focuses on, you know, using a risk-based approach to everything. So by aligning with ISO and really practicing ISO principle, we automatically incorporate in risk-based assessment, risk-based decision-making into all security initiatives and projects that we have. Third, and this is probably just my opinion, but a lot of ISO control ally with, you know, many other regulation and compliance framework. So by starting with ISO, you kind of get a head start if you want to achieve any other certification or compliance later on. And then having ISO on the business side really help with customer confidence in our product. Right, it showed that we've taken the step that we need to do and that we need to take to really improve our security and protect the data. So if I was like a SaaS company and I was just looking for one framework to kind of start with, ISO 27001 would be a good one because it's like a head start for another framework. That's correct. All of my listeners, go ahead and note that. 
what are some additional benefits that a company can get from achieving this certification? Besides the one that I just listed, some additional benefit is competitive advantage. When a customer shop for a product and they compare in between vendors, obviously the one that is certified in an established framework is probably going to have a bit of an edge. Two, it increase, for lack of a better word, business resiliencies. By following consistent processes, establishing your security program, you're more resilient to cyber attack, right? If anything happens, you have a better chance of recovering. You have a better chance of protecting your data and your customer data and really continue to provide services. And lastly, it also helps with increased efficiency in security and operate. So security is better, operation is better, business uh, is better as well. So those are some of the additional benefits that I see. And Marie can chime in. Those are all great ones, and you worded it probably better than I was going to. One other thing I was going to say is that typically when you do get audited and have that certification, you do get less security questionnaires just because you can send them that certification. And that usually checks most of the boxes to help them with the signing if they're a prospect. So that definitely ends up being a time saver as well for the companies. Okay, so let's talk about trauma in our process and becoming certified. So can one of you let me know what even motivated us to go after this certification? I know one of the main reasons is since we help customers so much with all these different frameworks, we really needed to start practicing what we preach. It didn't look great that we did not have one of these certifications that we're constantly getting customers through and telling them they need to have to get started with security and to look better to their market. So it was really the practice, what we preach aspect. And we're a cybersecurity company. So taking security seriously is very important. So again, I know that the two of you played huge roles in that process. So can you tell me about how the two of you fit into the equation? I guess my role in the entire process has been a lot more on the technical side of things. Being the security engineer at Trava, I'm responsible for a lot of policy procedure process creation for security work at Trava and even for normal uh, operation when it comes to making sure we operate securely and safely. And then I'm also responsible for a lot of the technical implementation of control that are required and identified in our risk assessment and in, in our ISMS. But implementation of the control that were identified as needed for us to achieve compliance. Cool. Marie, what about you? I helped with some of the documentation and then I was mainly project management and planning. That's where I helped the most and was mainly holding people accountable for the things that they were assigned to and owning to make sure that we were hitting certain goal dates and being ready by the time we wanted to be audited. So Marie, I know you help Traba's customers through this process as well. Do they typically have one person that kind of leads on their side or do they have multiple people like how you and An kind of split responsibilities? Yeah, definitely varies. Sometimes it is just one person whose like sole duty is to get them through different security achievements. Otherwise, it is sometimes a smaller team, just depending on how fast paced they want to get through it. Okay, so I know what my contribution was to this process. I was really just, you know, signing documents that you guys told me to sign. But how were other employees involved at the different levels of Trava during this ISO 2701 certification? 
So one of the main thing is we need to ensure that the appropriate stakeholder for each process that we establish is aware of the process and know what they're supposed to do, especially in their daily life work, if it's really related to that process, right? So what you said, read the policy, attest to the policy, make sure you fully understand it. We also need to ensure that people working in different business units and business area understand the different control that will be in place, how they affect their work, what they are and how they can protect our data and customer data. It's really come down to good communication and transparency, right? Make sure that everybody understands why we are achieving ISO, what are the things that we are rolling out that will affect them and how they can contribute to it. So one of the things that I've learned through talking to other experts and things is that cybersecurity is like a team project. Like it takes the entire organization to take part of it. So that totally makes sense to get everyone involved, even if it's just, you know, all I had to do was read the policies and sign off on them. So since you guys went through this with Trava, what were some of the biggest challenges that were faced during the auditing process? I would say one of the biggest challenges like with any project is like making sure you make the time to accomplish all the different steps. A lot of the times like it feels like procrastination always comes into play and finding the bandwidth for yourself to fit it into the schedule to, to work on it and like hold it as a priority. I think that's always one of the biggest struggles because it's kind of a, it's a side job almost, not your full job, but side gig. So again, Marie, since you help our customers, were there any lessons learned that you received from this that you will like now have our customers do during these auditing processes? Yes, it's always nice going through different audits with different auditors. I definitely got a lot of feedback on different documentation that we help customers with. They would give us critiques or recommendations. So it was nice. I can take some of that back and give it to our customers too to make sure that they don't have that same roadblock. So next question for An. What kind of ongoing maintenance and monitoring will Trava or any other organization have to do now that we've passed this auditing step? One of the biggest thing about ISO is to ensure that you follow the processes that have been established by you, right? So for future compliance and for ongoing compliance, you really need to make sure that anything that you put in place, you follow it and you audit it. You regularly check and monitor to make sure that, you know, all of your KPI are being met, your, your risk of regular review, your ISMS regularly review. So it's really it's coming out to stick to the things that have been established. If you said that you're going to do quality access review, just make sure you do it. It doesn't have to be formal. It doesn't have to be perfect. As long as you follow those processes and document everything, but you should be good. So now looking back, since we're pretty much through this process, is there anything you would have done differently during the process? I would say making sure scheduling out time where that's the only focus is getting through a lot of that documentation. That's kind of it. On, did you take anything away that you wish you would have done differently? One of the biggest lessons for me was that try not to stress yourself out at the very beginning when you look at the framework. The framework is not meant to force you to put in something that's you know, 10 out of 10 at the very beginning, right? It's not about doing these exact things. It's more about having a process in place to achieve the goal that are laid out here. So if you need to review your administrative access regularly, 
you find your own process for that. It doesn't tell you how. So at the very beginning, I definitely was very stressed. I was trying to ensure that everything is perfect. That can be kind of overwhelming, especially for all smaller organizations, right? Where there's not too much of an established process in place. Looking back, I would have taken it a little bit more easy at the very beginning. Don't stress yourself out early on. Got it. Okay, so you guys were just giving me some advice, but what advice would you give to other organizations that are considering pursuing ISO 2701 certification? Okay, so there's probably a few things I would suggest. So making sure like you have enough time to achieve your goals. So if you have a target date, making sure that you have some things in place already, probably if you're doing a shorter one, but if you give yourself a year, it will probably be easier to achieve and feel better and like the bandwidth of your team, making sure that they have the time in the day to also have focus on this, depending on how that is, whether it be just a little time a week or whatnot. And last thing is that the hardest part is probably the first initial year and getting the program started. After that, once you have everything in place and have all those decisions made, it's really easier to follow the continuous monitoring aspect and keeping things aligned since you've made all those final decisions. So we need to make sure we have the time and bandwidth built in. And then the hardest part is the beginning. Once that's all set and done, it's smooth sailing with like the oncurring, I guess, maintenance, you would say. Yeah, for the most part. All right. Um, do you have any advice for anyone? I guess I already alluded to it. Focus on the process, not the quality of the outcome at the very beginning. Make sure you establish a good process and that you have a way of following it consistently. If you audit something and it came out not perfect, you're always uh, a chance to improve and work on it. But having the process and the crowd work in place is very important. As we wrap up this episode, I have one final question for each of you. If you had any other general cybersecurity advice to give to someone, what would it be? Go out and turn on MFA on everything and anything that you have. To this day, I still have to occasionally help family and friend recover lost account simply because they didn't have MFA on in the first place. I totally understand. Turn on MFA, everyone. All right, Marie? I would say kind of on the same aspect that On was just on with like dealing with your family and friends doing things. I would say just like not clicking on links and opening the emails in general. Like I have people in my life that see the funny titles of hackers trying to get some information from you. So they open the whole email, read the whole email and like, huh, did you see this? This is hilarious. And I have to be like, just don't open it at all. You should just throw it away. Every time you just open those emails, you risk it as well. Now that we've spilled the tea on ISO, it's time to go over the receipts. I don't know about the rest of you, but I feel like I learned a lot during that episode from Marie and Ann. And here are a few things that I took away. To start, ISO 2701 is an international standard for security. I have two benefits of ISO. One, it gives you a competitive advantage over some of your competition, and two, it builds customer confidence. So if you are trying to sell your product, if a customer asks that you have some sort of compliance framework, you can show them your certification for ISO. And another thing that I took away is just some advice that Marie and Ann have for this process. 
And one of the main things that Marie stressed several times is that you need to ensure that you build in enough time and bandwidth to achieve the goal. Make sure that everyone has the time set aside and don't procrastinate during the process. And one of the things that Ann said for advice was don't stress at the beginning. Just make sure that you establish the process and just go through the checklist and you should be good to go. And one of the bigger things that I took away as well personally is that if you are looking at a compliance framework, although the ISO process may be a little larger than some, like SOC 2, for instance, if you start with ISO, it honestly gives you a head start for another compliance framework because of the standards that they make you meet. So if you're thinking about getting SOC 2 and ISO, it may be beneficial to start with the ISO process. And once that is all set in stone and clear and you've been audited, we're good to go. Then you can go to SOC 2 because you already have so many of the policies and controls in place. All right, listener, I hope that you got as much as I did out of this episode. I can't wait to continue to learn with you on future episodes of The Tea on Cybersecurity. And that's The Tea on Cybersecurity. If you like what you listen to, please leave a review. If you need anything else from me, head on over to Trava Security. Follow wherever you get your podcasts.